0: Hey guys, this is Kim Constable. Welcome to the Strong and Sculpted podcast, the podcast by The Sculpted Vegan, aka me, about all things strong and all things sculpted. This is the fourth episode of this podcast that we have put out and it has been my dream for such a long time to create a podcast. So I am so excited that we finally made that dream come true and that we have had so much engagement in the first month of releasing a podcast in our first three episodes, we have had over 40,000 downloads. I kid you not, absolutely phenomenal results. So, thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Thank you so much for following me on all the different platforms. Big shout out to you guys because without you, this would not be possible. So, today I want to talk about something that is very close to my heart, and it is the C word. Now, it's probably not the C word that you think, it's consistency. Consistency is probably the thing that kills people's progress in the gym more than anything else. Consistency is truly the secret to achieving a phenomenal body or a phenomenal business or really just phenomenal results in any endeavor. And it is the one thing that trips people up. People think that in order to get a spectacular body or to carve an amazing set of abs or to get, you know, cut legs legs or a booty that could crack nuts, that they need to do all these weird and wonderful things. They think that it requires all these different crazy exercises or that it requires you know starvation diets or you have to be really planned or really prepped or, or something really mystical. They think that these people who have these incredible bodies or these really big online fitness businesses like me, that, you know, we must have something unique that nobody else does. And what they don't want to hear is, it's actually not true. The reason why the, you know, best bodybuilders in the world are successful or the reason why I have had so much success isn't because I know something that you don't, it's because I have managed to stay consistent, to do the hard work, to go the extra mile, to do the hard yard, and that is why I've achieved really high levels of success. So um, I wanted to start and tell you a story just about something that happened recently where I realized you know, how this lesson is so important and why I wanted to make this podcast um, episode today. So whenever I finished competing, this year, it was in June. So I had done... How many shows? Let me think. I did a show in April and then I did a show in May and then I did the world championships in June. So I did three shows back to back and i had been prepping for a long time for these shows because I decided to do a really, really long prep. So I started last year in October and I was um, I was just doing some cardio in October and then I really started a hard prep, you know, from the first of January. So I had been on prep six months. And when I say on prep, what I mean is I had been dieting and training for six months in order to get down to very low percentages of body fat for the show. Now that's an awful lot of cardio and an awful lot of training and I did achieve an amazing physique this year. I put on a huge amount of muscle in my off season and I really shredded down. Um, to, I didn't want to get too lean for my competition because I had too much muscle for a bikini, but I did get down to where I wanted to be for the shows. So after I had finished um, competing in June, I, you know, understandably was done. Like I just needed to take some time off and I decided to rest and obviously not do any cardio and just to, you know, eat a little more. But because I knew that I wasn't going to compete again, I decided this year was going to be my last year competing simply because the business is too big now. Like I I just can't, you know, I can't run the business at the level that I'm running it and also do what it takes to stand on stage. I just, I can't have that mental and physical pressure on both sides. So because I knew I wasn't going to compete again, I decided that I wasn't going to get really, um, not really overweight, but I was, I never get really overweight, but I decided that I was going to stay very lean after competition. I was going to maintain that kind of competition worthy body all year round. But I have never maintained a competition-worthy body all year round because I've always been a professional bodybuilder. So I've always done cycles of building and shredding. And what will normally happen in a, in a consistent, in a bodybuilder's um a season is we will usually well it certainly depends on when your show is but over here where I live in Belfast in Northern Ireland you know your shows are normally between April and June so I would normally start a prep at the start of January which is a nice time to do it because it's just after all the indulgences of Christmas and then you would diet and exercise you would diet and um train you do all your cardio between the start of January and the end of April the kind of start of May and that's whenever your shows would be so you give yourself about 12 to 16 weeks to get down to um low percentages of body fat. But um, and and then after that's finished, then you go back into a building season again. So you go back into pushing your calories up high, training really, really heavy in the gym, resting loads, getting your recovery in so your muscles are in a prime place to grow. And what I um, what I decided to do this year was not to go back into a building season, but just to stay in maintenance. So I didn't hike my calories right up again. Normally in off season, I would be eating about 3000 calories a day. And this time I decided not to hike my calories up again. And, you know, I was still going to lift hard and heavy in the gym, but I thought I'll keep my calories kind of relatively low around my TDEE, which was around kind of 2,600 calories. And I thought I'll even eat slightly under my TDEE uh, most days. And for those of you who don't know, your TDEE is your total daily energy expenditure. So your total daily energy expenditure is your basal metabolic rate, which is the rate that your body burns calories just to keep you alive. And it's that coupled with the amount of energy that you expend in a day. And um, if you add those two together, that is your total daily energy expenditure, which means that in order to maintain what you've got to not build and to not you know lose anything, you would need to eat. For me, it's about 2600 calories. So with the amount of muscle that I have in my body, muscle is very calorie hungry. It means that I can eat a lot and still maintain what I've got. So I knew my TDEE was about 2600 calories. So I thought, well, I'll eat under my TDEE most days of the week. So Monday to Friday, I'll eat maybe around 1800 to 2000 calories, which will leave me some extra calories on the weekend. For you know, some, you know, some extra food, some alcohol, if I want to have it, you know, just so I can relax and enjoy myself in the weekend. So this was kind of my plan. And, you know, I didn't do any cardio for about a month after training, or maybe two months, I think that or after my show, sorry, my last show was the 8th of June. And I didn't do any cardio between, you know, maybe just minimal amounts between, um, in you know, the rest of June and July, I was when on vacation in June, and we did a lot of walking up the mountains and things. July didn't really do um, any cardio then either. And then around August, I noticed that my body fat was creeping back up, not high, but probably up to about 17, 18% again. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to, um, I don't want to, I don't want to get fat in off season. I want to stay kind of, you know, ready for a photo shoot at any time. And I want to stay really lean all year round. So I, I thought to myself, I'm just going to, you know, start cardio again. And I'm going to try to you know, lose the body fat, get back down to about 14, 15%, which is where I look really quite lean. And I thought, you know, that's what I'm going to do. So I didn't put any kind of plan in place. I didn't track my calories. I didn't do anything. I thought I'm just going to eat intuitively and try to diet down intuitively. Okay. Now this goes against just as a just FYI, this goes against everything that I teach. Okay. I always say you cannot diet intuitively. I mean, there are some people who can, of course, there are, you know, pros who have been, you know, competing for like 20 years, like my trainer, Mark Getty, for, example. He only starts tracking calories at the very, very end of his prep because he is so experienced, 20 years competing. He can diet intuitively and he can know exactly what to do. But I decided that I wasn't going to track calories macros because that was tedious. I was just going to, you know, add in some extra cardio and I was going to, you know, reduce um, my calories a little bit. And I wasn't going to take progress photos because, you know, I would just see in the mirror and I would just, you know, see how I was feeling and whatever. So I started doing, you know, cardio a couple of days a week and I would just get on the Stairmaster whenever I felt like it but I didn't have any set routine so if I just felt like getting on the Stairmaster I have one at home in my office I thought get on the Stairmaster for 45 minutes or 60 minutes and you know and then I was walking the dog and sometimes you know I have like a a curved treadmill in the house too so I was like sometimes I was sprinting and different things and and I, I, I then started you know eating you know quite little to be honest I would only have like a protein shake in the morning and if I was training I would put Vitargo in my protein shake which is high molecular weight carbohydrate which feeds the muscles in and around training and um, anything I talk about here by the way we will link to in the show notes so don't worry about writing it down you can just check the show notes for the things that I talk about so I decided that I would um, just start doing some extra cardio that I would cut down on my training and I would you know and not outside of my training. Sorry cut down on my calories, increase my cardio, you know, still train hard and heavy, and you know, that the fat would come off. So at this time, I was also launching a big, um, big new projects in the business. And so I said to Mark, my trainer, Mark uh, Getty, he owns a gym over in Lisburn, which is about 30 minutes from my house. It's called Elite Health and Fitness. And that's where I normally go to train. And I would always train with Mark five days a week, 10am, Monday to Friday, Mark knows I'm going to walk into the gym and we're going to train. And my training schedule never normally changes. It's always chest and triceps on a Monday, legs on a Tuesday back on a Wednesday shoulders and biceps on a Thursday and glutes and hamstrings on a Friday and I've been doing this consistently with Mark for the last um, 14 to 16 months So I said to Mark, look, Mark, I'm really, really, really busy. So I'm not going to make it over to the gym. I don't want to be held to the fact that I have to be in the gym every morning at 10 a.m. I was kind of enjoying, to be honest, post-competition, just having a bit of a break, not having to get up and do cardio, not having to be in the gym, not having this pressure looming over me of a a show coming up and having to be ready for it. So he said, yeah, no problem, just whatever, you know, just let me know when you want to train. I always trained legs on a Tuesday with him because, you know, you you don't want to train legs by yourself if you can train with Mark So, but the rest of the time I was going to different gyms. Um, that I would use here in Belfast. I'm a member of a couple of different gyms and I do drop-ins as well just depending on where I am. And I started to train myself. So I, you know, I was I was doing, you know, maybe three to four days cardio, maybe just whenever I felt like it, you know, sometimes it was fasted, sometimes it wasn't, sometimes it was in the evening, sometimes in the morning, you know, sometimes it was 30 minutes, sometimes it was 60 minutes if I had more time. And I was training in the gym and I was going, you know, most days it was four days, some days it was five days, sometimes it could only make it three days. But I was trying to keep, you know, as much consistency as I could, you know, it was my calories and my macros, as well, my my diet was pretty much the same, you know, my breakfast would be a protein shake every morning, um, sometimes with the targo, sometimes without, sometimes with some fruit or some banana or oats or nuts or whatever, sometimes not you know, my lunch was mostly some kind of lean protein with some vegetables and some salad, dinner was, you know, whatever we have a chef at home here, a full-time chef, because I couldn't honestly run my house without a full-time chef, so we sometimes um, whatever Gareth cooked for dinner was what we had for dinner, but then of course I was allowing myself you know, the odd, you know, treat here there or pizza on the weekend, and I was obviously drinking a bit more. We do love a drink here in in Ireland. I am Irish, and I do love a margarita or a bottle of beer or a gin and tonic. Um, and so, but I but I, I felt like I was hungry a lot of the time, and I felt like I was doing quite a lot of cardio, and I felt like I was training, you know, hard and consistently in the gym. Yeah, fair enough, not training with Mark, but still training to failure in the gym. And after about. Let me see, when did I start this? Um, I think I started really kind of thinking, right, I want to do this. It was in about August, start of August. So after about uh, two months, I think, maybe about six weeks. Yeah, because we went away to Marbella at the end of September. And I remember I wanted to be kind of, you know, uh, shredded, not shredded, but I wanted to look really good on the beach um, in Marbella at the end of September. It was the last week of September. and Marbella is in Spain. And I remember being like, this is weird. Like I have been doing this. I have been putting effort into losing body fat for about six or seven weeks now. And I really don't see much change. Like, I, you know, I have shredded quite a lot for competition. So I know how quickly the changes should happen. And I know, you know, what to look for, you know, lines in the obliques, you know, lines around, you know, your lymph nodes starting to appear, different striations in the shoulders. So I knew what to look for. And I was like, I'm putting in quite a lot of effort here and I'm hungry most of the time. And I'm definitely eating fewer calories than I should be eating. And of course, then as the changes weren't coming, I thought, well, maybe I need to fewer calories. So I was eating like a little bit less and I was, you know, exercising a little bit more. And and I was, you know, trying to fit in more gym sessions. And, you know, it was driving me a little bit bananas that I was putting effort towards getting this thing, which was being leaner and it wasn't happening. I was like, this is not fair. So I began to have like a little internal mini tantrum. I was like, this is not fair. Like, why am I not getting the results? And I'm putting in all of this effort. So I said to my husband in Marbea. I said, what do you reckon we do a 10-week shred? And he was like, you know, yeah, no problem. I'm on for it. So we're going to Australia. My husband, Ryan, is Australian. And he is, his family are from the Sunshine Coast. And so we're going to stay um, with his family in a little town called Caloundra, which is um, just up north of Brisbane. And we're going to stay there for a month over Christmas. And we've hired a beautiful big house on the beach. And, you know, obviously it's, you know, we're going to be, it's summer over there. We're going to be in a bikini every day. And I was like, you know, I want to be ripped for going to Australia. Like I want veins on my abs. I didn't just want to be leaner. I was like, you know, I love to set a really measurable goal. I was like, I want veins on my abs. Now I understand I've had four children. Okay. And you know, there's excess skin on my stomach. It's people always ask me, why do you not have a six pack? I'm like, I don't have a six pack because I have too much skin there. I'm never going to have a six pack. It's like, it's, you know, the skin has been stretched and stretched back so many times that it's just, you know, thicker now. So anyway, but I was like, I want to have veins on my abs. I may have veins on my abs. I may not, but it's always good to have a goal. So that was my goal. So I said to Ryan, let's do a 10 week shred. And he said, okay, I'm on for it. I said, okay, I'll I'll work out all our calories and I'll work out all of our you know, whatever we need to do. So I sat down and I worked out what our, um, you know, I I was actually on the plane on the way back from Arbea. I just had a calculator and a pen and paper. And I first of all worked out what my total daily energy expenditure should be based on my body fat. So, um, and we have free calculators on our website, by the way, if you, um, and again, I'll link to it in the show notes, but if you go to the sculptedvegan.com website, you'll see under free tools, there's a free macro calculator there that you can use. And there's pictures on there as well where you can calculate your body fat I always just use pictures to estimate people's body fat. I mean, you can use, you know, calipers and whatever. Never, ever, ever step on one of those scales or body tracks machines because they are pure shite, okay? There's no other way to put it. They are pure shite, total and utter bollocks and they lie to you, okay? I've had people step on those and say, oh my God, like I'm really upset because like my body fat was only 16% yesterday and and now it's 22% and how can I have put on like 8% body fat in a day? And I'm like, you haven't. It's lying to you. They're like, but it says. I'm like, I don't give a damn what it says. Seriously, like have a bit of wit. In Northern Ireland, we would say, have a titter of wit. Have a titterowit. Have a titterowit means seriously, stop being an asshole. Like, you can't put on 8% body fat in one day. The skill is lying to you. But of course, if it said that, you know, the next day they were 11%, they'd be like, oh my God, I've lost like so much body fat in one day. And you're like, no, you haven't. It doesn't work that way either. So, scales are not your, your scales in your bathroom that tell you what your body fat is, they are inaccurate, okay? the best way you can calculate your body fat is to look at yourself in the mirror or take a picture of yourself and then compare that to one of the pictures on our website. It doesn't matter when you're calculating your TDEE or your calories, if you're 4% out either way, it's not going to make a massive difference. So if you're 24% and you've guesstimated that you're 28%, it's not going to make a huge difference if you're eating your macros and calories. And you'll find out a little bit and you'll find out why in a second, whenever I get more into the C word consistency. So, the first thing that I did whenever we were on the plane on the way back from Orbea, and I'm actually just going to pull out the page here. Not that you guys can see it, but I'm going to pull it out here of what I did. So, I worked out first of all what my TDEE was. I worked out what you know I should be eating every day in order to um, in order to maintain my current. Uh, muscle mass in my current size, right? And I worked that out to be about twenty six hundred calories. So I thought, okay, well, twenty six hundred calories. And I, that, but I am pretty sedentary now. If I'm not in the gym and I'm not doing my cardio, I spend most of my day sitting at my desk because I run a big online fitness company, The Sculpted Vegan. For those of you who don't know, now the world's largest online vegan bodybuilding company. And um, so, I, you know, I thought I may have overestimated a little bit. So it's probably about twenty four hundred calories, my TDEE. So then I thought, well you know, I, I, what do I need to do next? I need to work out what my body fat is. I looked and I thought, okay, my body fat's about 17%. So then I worked out what my body fat mass was, which means how, you know, if, so I weighed 145 pounds. So I was like, well, how much of that 145 pounds is fat? So I worked out it was about 24.65 pounds of my body was fat. So which meant that my lean body mass was 120.35. So your lean body mass is basically the weight of your body without any fat. Okay. Okay? it 's very important to know that number whenever you are um, figuring out a plan for yourself because you want to make sure that you know as you 're measuring as you 're measuring your progress on your plan that you are losing body fat and not losing muscle mass because if you so if you stand on the scale four weeks into your Um, your shred or your plan, right? And it says that you're still 145 pounds, but you look in the mirror, you take your progress photos and you realize you've lost 4% body fat, then you know, whenever you calculate, so how you calculate your lean body mass is you multiply your, your weight. Okay. So for me, it was 145 pounds. You multiply your weight by your body your body fat percentage. So for me, I would multiply 145 by 0.17 because I was 17% body fat. That gave me my body fat mass, which was 24.65. And then I deleted, sorry, I I subtracted that from my my weight, which gave me my lean body mass. So if I was to do that calculation again, four weeks in, and I would see that, you know, my weight is still 145 pounds, but my body fat was now 14% Fourteen percent or fifteen percent—I could guess and say—even I'd only lost two percent. Then you would see that my my fat mass would have reduced, but my lean body mass would be the same. That would tell me that I had retained muscle and lost body fat. So that's why it's important to figure all that out. And um, we are launching um, October twenty second the brand new eighteen month sculpt and shred program. And this is exactly the kind of stuff that we teach you on that. But I actually have a free masterclass, just as a, a little side note for those of you who don't know. Um, it's launching on the twenty second of October so we're launching the brand new program with a free masterclass for everybody and it's packed full of all of this information so I literally share the exact strategies that I use in order to sculpt muscular curves and burn stubborn body fat and have you know the most incredible physique athlete's body so October 22nd um, if you go to our website the sculpted sorry if you go to our website the sculptedvegan.com you'll be able to sign up for that free masterclass. if you're interested in learning more about this and tailoring a specific plan to your body sculptedvegan.com is where you'll find out about it so one um, once I had worked out my, my calories, my macros, my TDE, which I did, and this is all part of this story, by the way, I promise I'm getting to the point. So I worked out, you know, everything that I needed to, um, I worked out what my current stats were. So I worked out, you know, what do I need to eat to maintain? Then I looked at my plan. I was like, well, I've got 10 weeks until I get to Australia. So, you know, I thought, so it's a short timeline, 10 weeks is not a long time to lose a lot of body fat, okay? Um, A lot of people think it's a long time, it's really not. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to, so I'm going to slash my calories down to 1800 from 2400, that's a deficit of 400, and I thought I'm going to, um, and so I'm going to eat a little less, but I'm going to keep my food consistent every day. So once I had slashed my calories, or once I had looked at my calories, my 1800, then I took out my fitness pal, and I planned my breakfast, my post-workout protein, my lunch, my afternoon snack, my dinner and then my evening snack. I usually tend to eat about six times a day whenever I'm on a shred. I worked up my macros at 45% protein, 25% fat and 30% carb because I wanted to have high protein because it's very thermogenic, which means it takes a lot of energy from your body to digest the protein. So I wanted to go slightly higher in protein, slightly lower on fat because I, again, because I had a short timeline and it's all a big experimentation. So, I, so basically, in order to, you know, achieve this 10-week shred um, and stay with me, if this is getting long, but I promise I'm getting to the point, um, in order to, you know, to set up my plan for the 10-week shred, I worked out my calories, my macros, I worked out how many I'm currently eating, which I thought was around 2,200 a day. Um, I worked out what I needed to eat, which was 1,800 a day. Then I thought, well, how many days cardio am I going to do? I thought, well, I'm going to start with six days. Normally on a shred, I'd only start with maybe three or four days, but because I only got 10 weeks, I thought I'm going to start six days so I thought six days cardio two hit training uh, 2 20 minute hit uh, sprints on my treadmill and 4 45 minute sessions on my stair mill so Each week, that's not four per day, by the way, that's four per week. So four step mill sessions per week and two 20-minute hit sessions and one complete day of rest on a Sunday. And then I phoned Mark and I said, okay, Mark, I'm going to do a shred. And he was like, you, let's get shredded. He loves it whenever you're working on a plan. And he too is actually working. He's on a shred at the minute. He's competing again in three weeks um, in the universe, the NABI universe. So he was like, fantastic. He said, it's okay, every day. He said, no excuses. I want you in here 10 a.m. every day. I was like, okay, I'm on it. So um, when I came back from Marbella, which was only two weeks ago at the time of recording this podcast, I um, I started in the gym with Mark. I cleared my schedule. I Well, as much as I could because we have an enormous lunch next week. But I uh, I cleared my schedule. I started going to the gym every day with Mark at 10 a.m. I started eating the same food, calorie macro counted food every single day, six days a week. Um, and I would give myself a feed meal on a Sunday. So higher carb to keep my leptin levels high. Um, leptin is the hormone that controls your metabolism. And if you let your leptin levels drop, that's what makes your metabolism drop. So having a higher carb day once a week, whenever you're on a shred, keeps your leptin levels high and your ghrelin levels low. Ghrelin is a stress hormone that is released um, that whenever cortisol is released in the body, which actually promotes hunger. So if you get stressed, your body releases ghrelin, which actually causes you to be more hungry and your leptin levels drop. So you want to make sure that you um, are having a high carb meal once a day, whenever you're shredding. So I worked all this out and I took my progress pictures and I just did nothing else except I started to be consistent. Okay. Now here is where, here is where the juicy information starts. Okay. So let's recap just a little bit before I started this 10 week shred, which was two weeks ago, I was eating very little calories, every day. I was hungry. I wasn't even eating very little calories. I was probably eating the same amount of calories or slightly less, but I was hungry every day, okay? Spent a lot of my days hungry. I was doing cardio, sometimes 60 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes twice a day, you know, but it was sporadic. But I was doing it probably four to five times a week, okay? Okay. And I was still training in the gym four to five times a week, but I wasn't training with Mark Getty. I was training by myself. So I wasn't able to lift, obviously, as hard or as heavy or as to failure as I can with Mark. But I was still training. I was still doing cardio. And I was still eating good, whole, plant-based food consistently. The only thing that I changed in the last two weeks was consistency. I consistently started training again Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. I consistently started eating 1,800 calories a day, over six meals a day, higher protein, which is more thermogenic. And I consistently started doing my cardio. It was consistent at the same time every day for 45 minutes on the Stairmaster or two sprint sessions on the treadmill. Consistency, that was the only thing that I changed. And in the last two weeks, I dropped about 3% body fat. I don't. I don't even know what I weigh in the scales. Actually, I do because I was a hundred and I think. Well, I usually weigh myself in kilos, but I did it in pounds here because most of my audience is American and you don't understand kilos. But whenever I started, I was sixty-five point five kilos, and when I stood on the scales on the weekend, but it, scales are not a good measurement because you know you can put on muscle, so it's 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 not a good measurement. But sometimes it is good to see. But I think I lost about um, I think it was about sixty-five point five when I started, sixty-six when I started, and I stood on the scales on the weekend at just over sixty-four. So I've lost nearly two kilos, which which is about four pounds. So in two weeks, I lost four pounds and I lost about 3% body fat. I posted my pictures, my before and after pictures on Instagram um, on the weekend. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, definitely go there. My Instagram handle is the Sculpted Vegan. If you follow me there, you'll see my before and after picture. And the, the differences are astounding. Now, I mean astounding. And you know the reason why they're so astounding? Because they shocked even me they shocked even me and it really hammered home this message that I'm sharing with you today which is consistency the only things that I changed, I didn't even change my supplements. I didn't change, I didn't start taking any extra fat burners or caffeine. I didn't, you know, start walking every day. I didn't do anything. I was already doing cardio. I was already eating clean, wholesome plant-based foods several times a day. And I was already training in the gym four to five days a week. The only thing that I changed was doing it consistently at the same time, in the same order, eating the same food and, and counting and training with Mark. So I changed from being sporadic to being consistent and the results were astounding. I made better fat loss, um, I was gonna say fat loss gains, but I lost more body fat in the last two weeks of remaining consistent than I had in the last eight, eight weeks of trying to lose body fat, but not doing it with a plan. We're not doing it with a consistent plan. And the reason why I wanted to make this podcast today and talk about it is because this is where I see most people going wrong. Last year in the Sculpted Vegan, we sold eight and a half thousand programs. Okay. Okay eight and a half thousand programs we have the four week shred the 12 week shred the soy free meal plans we had um you know different meal plans on our website we had the 12 month program we now have the 18 month sculpt and shred program launching we sold an incredible amount of programs last year and the i see the same thing coming up time and time and time again and what happens time and time again is that people do not remain consistent women write to me and they write to me every single day on Instagram and i and sometimes i read the questions and i laugh because i'm like how the hell am i supposed to answer this but also i laugh because what i see is the same things coming up. You know, it's the same problem coming up again and again and again and again. And it's women and they say to me, please, I don't know what to do. I, I need I need help. Like I've, I've been going to the gym, you know, I've been training for 20 years and I go to the gym regularly and, you know, I eat really good food and, you know, I do loads of cardio and I I just can't get the results and I'm stuck or my body won't change or I'm stuck with this mum tum or I have cellulite on my thighs. Can you please tell me how to get rid of it? And, you know, you know and it's it's a really simple answer, but it's something that really nobody wants to hear and I say to them, you have to make a plan and then you have to be consistent with your plan and you have to allow for variables within your plan um my husband is doing this shred with me, and I'm gonna he hopefully won't mind me sharing this story because it's quite funny. So he's doing this shred with me and I worked out all of his calories, all of his macros. Like I mentioned, we have a private chef who works for us full time. And so he's the, he's the chef for the Sculpted Vegan, but he also, he works here from home and he develops recipes and he develops our meal plans. But he also, you know, when he's here, he, you know, experiments on us and he does a lot of, you know, cooking for us as well. So he, um, I, whenever I made the meal plan for Ryan and I, I, I cook, I made us all the same food. Ryan is, he's not vegan. He always says he's plexitarian. He hates to be labeled. He's He's like, don't label me. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not a vegan. I'm not a carnivore. I'm a flexitarian. So he um, he eats a 99.9% predominantly plant-based diet. And so he, whenever I was working out our food, my food, I worked out his food as well. But because he was on higher calories than me, we just adjusted the quantities. So... Um, so, Ryan has been. So, I, I worked out his calories and his macros, and I did his meal plan for him. And I, you know, took his starting photos and whatever. And so, and then he said, and I gave him, a, well, I didn't give him a training plan. Mark, my trainer, made him a training plan. Mark does personalized plans, by the way. If anyone has any husbands or any guys listening to this and you want a personalized training plan, the Irish Hulk um, is Mark on Instagram. Um, he does personalized training plans for people. So, I asked him to make one for Ryan. He did a personalized training plan for Ryan. And um, and anyway so Ryan's been following that consistently so then he said to me "What are you going?" I said to him what are you going to do with cardio and he said well there's blaze classes at the gym and he really enjoys these hit blaze classes I hate them he's been trying to get me to go for ages and I'm like I would rather gouge out my own eyes with a spoon than go to a blaze class It the idea fills me with horror like punching punch bags and like, uh, battle ropes and doing Oh, I'm like no oh my god I can't even it, 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 oh, no I'm not that kind of person see people always try to get me to do all these like, tough mudder things you know I have to do these like mud runs and things They're like Kim yeah you would love this kind of thing and I'm like you you don't know me at all I would not love that kind of thing it's my idea of hell okay I like the fastest possible results I like to get where I'm going the fastest way possible and I enjoy a challenge but I do not enjoy that kind of challenge being electrocuted cl- climbing up you know crawling under things and getting really muddy not no definitely not for me anyway I digress back to Ryan so he said I said what what cardio are you going to do and he said, Well, I'm going to do these blaze classes, you know, twice a week, and then I'll do stepper or whatever. But I said to him, Okay, well, just make sure you do, you know, I just left his cardio up to him. I was like, You have to do your cardio every day, you know, five, six days a week. And he was like, Okay, I will, no problem. So anyway, the first week, you know, he was doing, and I said, So what cardio did you do today? Oh, I did a blaze class the next day. What cardio did you do today? Oh, I did this. And what cardio did you do today? Oh, uh, he says, Oh, I didn't get a chance to do cardio today. And I was like, Ryan, you can't not do cardio. Can you imagine what it's like being married to me, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> poor Ryan. So you said, uh, but listen, Ryan is an ex-professional athlete, okay? Ryan was capped for Australia for his country. He used to play rugby. Whenever I met him, he had just retired from professional rugby. He was a professional rugby player his whole life. He still holds the record for the highest number of tries scored in an English premiership game ever, okay? He scored seven tries in one game whenever he was playing for Saracens in England. So Ryan is an athlete, okay? He, he knows. He's not like, you know, he's not coming from a place of not knowing. So I said to him, Ryan, you can't not do your cardio today. And he said, uh, he said, oh, for God's sake, lay off. i will do an extra day on the weekend. So then, you know, last week I said to him, what cardio do you do today? And he said, oh, I played tennis. I said, Ryan, tennis is not cardio. I mean, it maybe is if you're just like, you know, doing a little bit of, you know, messing around. I said, but tennis is not cardio. He goes, ah, not the way I play tennis. And I said, no, Ryan, it's not cardio. Car- and this is where I realized I hadn't been clear with him. Cardio is consistent repetitive, scheduled cardio. You can't just, you know, go for a walk with your dog and say, oh, that was my cardio. It wasn't. If you went for a walk with your dog, that's in addition to your cardio. If you play tennis, that's in addition to your cardio. Cardio is scheduled. You know, on a Monday, you're doing this. On a Tuesday, you're doing this. On a Wednesday, you're doing this. But also I began to pick bones with Ryan because I said to him, you can't do a blaze class for your cardio because, you, you know, what are you going to do when your results you know, stagnate or stall, and I have to increase your cardio. And he said, "Oh, I thought you are going to reduce my calories." I said, "No, I will always increase your cardio before I will decrease your calories." I said, "You can't be, you know, I can't increase your blaze class." And he said, "Oh, well, well, I can just do like an extra ten minutes on the stepper in the evening." I said, "No, you can't do an extra ten minutes on the stepper in the evening because that, you know, it takes twenty minutes on the stepper to get into the fat burning zone. You know, you can't because your body switches from using muscle glycogen to using fat burning. That's why slow steady cardio is so effective. You can't just get on the stairmaster for ten minutes." He goes, "Okay, well, I'll do like an extra thirty minutes in the evening." You know, if you. Need to, or like two or three times a week. I said, Okay. So we agreed to disagree. And I was like, he was like, why is this so important to you? I was like, because I just want to control what you're doing. And he was like, well, that's the problem. And I was like, I know, but like I said, my reputation's on the line here. I said, I'm I'm here to get you ripped and shredded. And if you're not gonna do what you're told, (laughs) which is a terrible thing to say to your husband. But anyway, he totally gets it. He knows where I'm coming from. So we agreed to disagree. I was like, okay. He said, Kim, I'm not gonna do it. If I can't do my blaze classes and things that I enjoy, it's not gonna happen. I said, Okay, no problem at all. You're not me, you're not completely nuts. You actually, you know, have a life and I respect that. So he we agreed to disagree, but my point was, you know, you you can't with, with your cardio, whenever you're on a shred, you have to well, with anything, you have to keep it consistent so that you know how to make little changes. So if, if if it's not consistent, if what you're doing isn't consistent every single day, you won't know where to make changes. So I'm going to give you a plan in a wee second about how to figure this out. But, you know, so if, if, if you take your progress pictures and you realize that you're, you haven't made any progress from week to week, then what I would recommend doing is adding five minutes cardio onto each of your sessions. So rather Than me doing 45 minutes cardio on the Stairmaster, I will do um, 50 minutes cardio and then if that and then I'll maybe sometimes as well I'll also if I have more time I'll reduce my calories maybe by a hundred so just make two small changes reduce calories by a hundred increase cardio by five minutes a day measure again the next week if that worked then I will keep it the same and I won't change anything I have kept my cardio and my calories the same for the last two weeks because every time I've measured I am super 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 lean so I don't need to change anything because what I'm doing is working so you don't change anything until what you're doing stops working and it will stop working at some point as your body regulates to what it is that you're doing and your results will you know will stagnate that's when you make changes you don't make changes until you stop seeing results but you won't know what to change if it's not consistent So whenever I was doing, whenever I decided, you know, after I'd competed that I wanted to lose body fat and I wanted to get lean again, I was doing, you know, I just, I just decided, oh, I'll just throw in some extra cardio and I'll, I'll just eat a little less. And so nothing was planned or managed or consistent. So it was just a little more cardio, a little less food, a little whatever. And so I was looking in the mirror going, why am I not leaner? Like, where are these results? I'm so used to being able to get results quickly and it's not happening. It was only when I changed back to being consistent with everything same time same cardio same training same food that my results went through the roof and I'm actually eating more now than I was before believe it or not literally I'm eating more uh, Ryan said to me this feels like a bulking diet it doesn't feel like a shred because he's eating I said to him it's because you're eating very calorifically dense food um, sorry very nutritionally dense food that's calorifically light so Ryan again is eating six times a day and he's like in the first week or two he was like first week he said can I'm not even hungry. Like, he was having to force himself to eat his evening meal and i said ryan you have to have that shake before you go to bed because if you don't have it then you're you, uh, you are going to reach a point at some point in the next couple of weeks when you're going to be starving because your body will adapt to the training and it'll want more food but if you don't start high now you're not going to have anywhere to drop to so he made himself in the first couple of weeks you know first couple of days especially you know he forced himself to, to put in all that food and now he's like me now his body is adjusted and he's starving I was the same. I felt like I was overeating in the first week, whereas now my body is, you know, it's hungry again because it's getting fed six times a day. So what is, so let let me give you a plan, okay? So I've talked, uh, hopefully this has helped now is to really hammer home the message as to why it's important to remain consistent, okay? And, And the biggest advantage about remaining consistent is that you know where and when to change, okay? If you don't remain consistent, you won't know where to make changes. So if you're, you know, doing 60 minutes one day and 30 minutes another, day of cardio and you're training three times a week one week and five times a week the next week you're not going to be able to know how to change it's only when things are consistent that you can make change in in um, some of the higher level performance athletes they call marginal gains they look at their training plans and they look at you know their execution plans and they say where can we make tiny changes to make marginal gains. There's actually a case study about it and I can't remember who the trainer was, but it, I think it was the guy who coached the British cycling team whenever they were doing the um The French cycling race, and of course, the name has completely escaped me, and you're all shouting it to me now about you. But um, the Tour de France. uh, Whenever they were competing in the Tour de France, the British had never won the Tour de France or hadn't won it for many years, and they brought in this new coach who looked at their whole training plan, and he looked at where he could make marginal gains, tiny, tiny little adjustments to their training, to their performance, to different areas of their execution. And the year after he he joined, I think it was, and I don't quote me on this because I I don't know the study exactly, but And I think that uh, Britain won the Tour de France. And he didn't make drastic changes to what they were doing. He made little, tiny changes and then kept them consistent, which absolutely and utterly shot their performance through the roof. So, consistency is so, so important. And it's where you know how to make change. So, um, here is your plan, okay, for how to achieve spectacular results, whether it be in shredding, whether it be in bulking or whatever. First thing you need to do is you need to set a goal. Now, if anyone has followed me for any length of time, you will hear me banging this home constantly. It is one of the most infuriating questions or comments I get on Instagram. I'm going to get them all the time. No, And by the way, nothing is infuriating for me, but I do roll my eyes a little bit. And people will say to me, oh, you know, how much cardio should I do? And they want very specific advice. You know, how much cardio should I do to lose fat? And I say, well, you know, how much fat do you want to lose? Uh, well, I, well, I don't know. And I'm like, and how long do you want to lose it in? And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, what, what's your time frame? What's your goal? Like, how much fat do you want to lose and how much time have you got to lose it? They're like, oh, well, well, I don't know. I just I just want to be thinner. And I'm like, okay, well, being thinner is not a goal. Your goal has to be measurable, okay? It has to be measurable, measurable and verifiable. You have to be able to assess, did I achieve my goal or did I not achieve my goal? I, you know, numeric is good. I want to lose X percentage of body fat. I want to lose X amount of pounds. I want to, you know look this way, you know, whenever you compare these two photos, I want to look like this. I want to see veins on my abs. You know, that is a very measurable goal. At the end of your shred, can you see veins on your abs, which is a sign of extreme leanness? That is a measurable goal. I want to be thinner is not a measurable goal. So the first thing you have to do is you have to set a goal. When do you want to achieve your goal by even this even works with a muscle building plan? Like Whenever people purchase my 18 month sculpt and shred program, the first thing we do is have them set a goal. We have them set a deadline. So we get them to go to the very end of the program and set their finish date. And it could be 18 months from now, or it could be they may delay starting a little bit or they may decide to take a longer break in between, you know, a break in between the sculpting part and the shredding part or whatever. But we look and we say, okay, 18 months from now is, you know, X. X date. I think 18 months from uh, we launch in November, I think 18 months from November is April. So we say, you know, you're going to finish this program in April 2021. Do you have anything on in April 2021 or in March 2021 that would hinder you finishing this program? Because the last four to six months of a program of the sculpt and shred program is a shred. It's an athlete style shred that we would do to get ready for a stage. Like this is an athlete program for regular people. So we say to them, do you have anything that would hinder? And they go oh, well, actually, yes, I'm turning like 50 in March. I'm like, okay. So you need to factor that in. Is that, you know, do you either then want to say you're going to be ready for March, which is a month earlier, you know, so you look really ripped and shredded for your 50th. And they're like, oh yes, that will be great. So, you know, or some people might say, oh, well, I was hoping to step on stage in February. I'm like, okay, so you need to be ready to, for February. We need to tailor your plan for, you know, your shred plan. And we need to shorten maybe, you know, your phases slightly to make sure that you're ready for February. Or someone will say, well, actually I have my big birthday day in June, you know, of that year. And I say, okay, well, that's great. Well, let's tailor for you to finish in June. Or some people just might say, no, you know what? That's good for me. I can finish at the end of April. So we get them to set their end date and then we get them to book and pay for a photo shoot in advance. Book and pay for a non-refundable payment for a photo shoot that far in advance so that they have something to work towards. Whenever you have a goal, a deadline, something that has a downside, if you don't achieve it, like standing on stage in front of thousands of people in a sparkly bikini, or booking and paying for a photo shoot that you know you don't want to lose that money and you know you you're working towards it, it keeps you very, very, very accountable. Once you've set your end goal, then you work backwards. Now, on the Sculpt and Shred program, it's all done for you. You don't actually need to do the work because we have done it all for you. But if, you know, we've, we've laid out all the phases, all the calories, all the macros, all the training, all the shredding, it's, it's all there. You just have to follow the plan. But um, if you are not in the 18 month or you don't intend to join the 18 month Sculpt and Shred program, then you for yourself would just set a plan and you would say, you would set a goal. So say, let's say you have a wedding. So this is October now, okay? So let's say you have a winter your wedding coming up and your wedding is in um, is in the middle of December 15th of December okay so you would say right I have eight weeks from the recording the date of the recording of this podcast to the 15th of December is approximately eight weeks okay so you would say to yourself I have eight weeks what is realistic for me to lose in eight weeks and you look at yourself you take your progress pictures you work out what your TDEE is, um, you, you, know, you you set yourself a goal and you say, okay, what is realistic in eight weeks? Now you could expect if you worked very hard to lose two pounds of fat per week in eight weeks, depending on how much fat you have to lose. So you could lose a total of 16 pounds, which is just over a stone if you're in the UK, um, which is about just under eight kilos, I think about six kilos. Okay. So you could lose that amount of fat in eight weeks. Realistically, you're probably not going to lose much more than that. You could lose more, but it probably would be water. So you can say, okay, well, I'm going my goal is, and like set an extreme goal, you know, say to yourself, okay, like maybe you push a little bit further. I want to lose 20 pounds of fat in eight weeks. If you know 16 pounds is doable at a push, set it for 20, like go for it. Give yourself a big goal and then work backwards from there. Okay, what do I need to do to lose 20 pounds of fat? And let me tell you, if you want to lose 20 20- Twenty pounds of fat in eight weeks. You're going to have to do be doing cardio six to seven days a week for at least forty five minutes. To, I would say to an hour if it's slow steady. If I wanted to lose that amount of fat, I would do double cardio sessions per day. So I would do, you know, start off at thirty minutes in the morning and thirty minutes in the evening and build that up, you know, to forty five minutes, then fifty minutes, fifty five minutes, sixty minutes. So you're doing sixty minutes in the morning, sixty minutes in the evening. I would cut down your calories, you know, by. Four to 500 below what you're currently eating or your TDE and continue to cut down, you know, so that in eight weeks, you know, and I, so I looked at my calories and I said, okay, if I have to drop my calories, if I start at 1800, I have 10 weeks, I can't drop down to 18, I can't drop 100 calories a week because I can't drop down to 800 calories. So I thought, well, the lowest I would be willing to go if I really had to would be 1200 calories for the last week, but that would be the lowest I would be willing to go. So that's a 600 calorie drop. So I thought, okay, so when you know, but at the minute, like I've, I'm able to stay. At 1,800 calories at the minute. I don't even think I'll have to drop lower than 1,500. I may drop in the last three weeks, you know, go 1,600, 1,700, sorry, 1,600. Nope, 1,700, 1,600, 1,500. So you want to look at, you know, how many calories am I willing to drop by, you know, how long have I got? How much body fat do I want to lose? Or how do I want to look? Or what body fat percentage do I want to have? You need to set that goal. And then you need to tailor your plan for the goal. The more extreme the goal, the more extreme the plan. That's the bottom line. If you want to lose 20 pounds of body fat in eight weeks, you're going to have to work hard, sister. Okay, there is no sugarcoating it. You're going to have to work your butt off. So you work backwards from the plan. So set a goal. And then make a plan. That's number two. Make a plan. How much cardio are you going to do? What? How much? You know? How many calories are you going to eat? What food are you going to eat? And it has to stay consistent every single day. I do a weekly meal plan, and we eat the same thing for breakfast, the same thing for lunch, the same thing for dinner, and the same thing for snacks for six days in a row. On the seventh day, we have higher carbs at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, but it's the same food just with some extra carbs added in. So you need to set a plan. Your cardio is consistent consistent. your training's consistent and your cardio and your training have to work together. By the way, you have to train in the gym to stimulate an anabolic hormone. Anabolic is where your body grows. The more muscle you grow, the more calories you burn, the higher your metabolism, the more fat you will burn. Okay. So you make your plan, your training plan, your cardio plan, and you make your, um, your meal plan. And then number three, you stick to the plan. Stick to, to the plan. This is the C word. This is the consistency. This is what sets the successful people apart from the unsuccessful people. It's what sets the athletes apart from the average person. Bodybuilders and athletes and people at the top of their game do not have something that you don't apart from the ability to stick to a plan. The reason you are fat, the reason you have a a jelly belly, the reason you have cellulite, the reason you don't have the body or the business or the life that you want to have is because you are not consistent in working towards a goal and probably you don't know where you're going. But quite often, a lot of people know where where they would like to go. They know that they would like to, you know, have something different than they have now. They could even describe it to you if you ask them, but they don't A, have a plan to get there and B, if even if someone did give them a plan, which I do all the time, I give people plans all the time in The Sculpted Vegan, but they don't stick to the plan. So we, we, we lack the inner word. We lack the inner honesty. We lack the inner commitment. We lack the persistency and the dedication and the motivation to get up and do the thing you're supposed to do. Get your ass out of bed. Do what it takes. Get up an hour earlier, go to bed an hour later, be committed to yourself. That's like that's the biggest thing that we're missing in this life is we're missing our inner word. We're missing our commitment to ourselves. And if you don't have inner word, if you don't have inner honesty, if you can't believe in yourself and what you say, if you don't believe that you're going to get up and do what you say you're going to do, if you set the alarm for 5am and you constantly hit the snooze button and don't get up at 5am, how does that feel? It feels like Shit. Because you know that you cannot believe in your own word. It's like the friend that constantly turns up late. It's like the friend who says, or your child who says, I swear it'll never happen again. And it happens again. Or it's like the friend who says, I'll be there at 5 p.m. We all have them. Or maybe you are one of them. And you're consistently there at 5.20. And so your your friends know if it's you, that you are the kind of person who is late. You're not the kind of person who shows up on time. You're not the kind of person they can depend on. And if you can't depend on yourself, if you can't show up for yourself every single time you make a promise to yourself, then you have nothing and you will never, ever amount to anything. And that is not a judgment call. That is just reality. The people in this world who have amazing things, who have achieved greatness, don't have something you don't have. They just have the ability to get up and do the work every single day, even when it's boring, even when they don't feel like it, even when they're sick, even when they're tired, even when their husband or their mother or their children or whatever is saying, you know, I don't agree with your choices. I don't think you should be doing this. We never see each other anymore. Even when there's guilt coming at them from all different sides, they still soldier on every single day because they know where they're going. I'm speaking from personal experience here, guys. I am not speaking like hypothetical situations here. I have built the world's largest online vegan bodybuilding company. While I was a stay-at-home mom to my four homeschooled children, when my husband thought I was nuts and and was not supportive of what I was doing because all he could see it was this business that wasn't was costing money, wasn't making any money, and was taking time away from the family in my very important role. I had so little support when I was building this company and nobody believed in me. Nobody. I was the only person who believed in me. I was the only person who could see my vision and I kept my head down and I kept forging ahead because I knew where I wanted to go. Two years later, we have a multi-million dollar turnover and we have the largest online vegan bodybuilding company in the world. When I said I wanted to stand on stage as a physique athlete, my husband said, no, you are not. No one is going to look at my at my wife standing up on stage in a sparkly G string doing the back post, sticking your ass out to the world. He didn't actually say those words, but that's what he was thinking inside. Outwardly, he just went, hmm, really? Um, I'd really prefer you didn't. <laughs> but like truly. And I was like, well, you know, I'm sorry, but this is a dream of mine. And, I, you know, no matter what, you know, my, my mother, like my mother never went to any of my shows. Not one single show did she ever go to because she was ashamed. She didn't want to see me standing up stage, standing up there on stage, you know, and that that was hard for me. In fact, the only person in my family who ever came to see me compete, my husband went twice and my mother-in-law, she was so so supportive when she was here last year from Australia. She came to uh, two of my shows and my father-in-law came to one of my shows as well. And my sister surprised me last year and she said, you know, I'm going to come to your show. And out of my entire family, the only people who ever went to my shows were my husband went to two shows and my sister went to one show apart from my mother-in-law who lives in Australia. That is the support that I had. And I have two sisters and I have many parents because my mum and dad have been married a few times. And, uh, and so I didn't have the support. I didn't have this big support network. Chain. Cheering me on and pushing me towards the finishing line and picking me up whenever you know, I, I failed. And I think that's probably why I, I've, I've spent so long building a massive support network for the Sculpted Vegan because I know how important it is to have that support network around you because I didn't have it. But I, I didn't stop me. I didn't let it stop me because I had something else which was so much more important. I had my own vision. I had my own dreams. And I had a, a belief in myself and a stubborn, dogged determination that I was going to succeed. And that's all it actually takes. You don't need anyone else's support or approval to do what is right for you. So you need to stick to the plan. The fourth thing you need to do is you need to measure you have to measure your results. Am I moving towards my goal or am I moving away from my goal? How do you measure your results? You take progress pictures every week if it's a body sculpting goal. If you're working towards a business goal or some other goal in your life, you have to figure out another way to measure your progress. In business, I always use how much money am I making as a measurement? You know, a lot of people say to me about, you know, growing your Instagram or clicks or they say, you know, oh, you know, about being successful. I'm like, listen, I, I don't place any emphasis on how many followers I have on Instagram, how many I likes my posts get, how many comments I have, nothing. Do you know why? None of that makes me money. My measurement is what is my cost per click for my advertising and how much money am I turning over? And if if that's all good, then I'm successful. And I don't care how many how much social proof I have, how many Instagram followers, how many Facebook likes. See people who focus on that kind of stuff, they're not making money. See whenever someone messages me with their bio and their stats about, you know, how many monthly downloads they have and they like they want to interview me or something and they want to like wow me with all of their figures and their reach. Oh, that's the funniest one. Oh, I have a reach of 250,000. What does that mean? That like Facebook showed your your post to that, you know, organic reach. Like they ca- they cast their eyes over it. Whenever people give me all of their, you know, pe- let me tell you, you a little secret, okay? As you build businesses, if that's what you want to do. People who want to wow you with their stats aren't making any money, okay? The people who are making money have no need to wow you with their stats, <laughs> (laughs) just the no need. Okay. It's like an internal self-esteem thing. You know, you've no need to like tell everybody what you're doing because you know, you're very solid on the inside. So the last thing that you need to do in your plan is make changes whenever you, wherever you see they need made. So if you are not, if, if, if what you're doing isn't moving you towards your goal, if one week you are not leaner than you were the following week, the previous week, then you need to make changes. Then you need to either in, decrease your calories or you need to increase your cardio, but not massive changes, not like, oh my God, I need to do six extra hours of cardio a week. No, you need to do five minutes of extra cardio a week. Small, incremental, consistent changes. Consistent changes. Everyone is jumping all over the place. One day it's Weight Watchers. The next day it's skinny teas. The next day it's detox teas. The next day it's Les Mills. The next week it's HIT Workouts. The next week it's oh this crazy, you know, some sculpted vegan 12-week shred. And then they're, oh no, it's Beach Body. Oh no, I'm doing Joe Wicks's, you know, body, the body coach's plan. Guys. Stop, stop jumping around, choose something and stick to it. Stick to it consistently and only then will you know if it's working. You're far too impatient. Everybody's far too impatient for the results. You need to stop being so impatient. You need to stick with something, measure weekly. And if you're getting results and they're small, consistent, there's that word again, small, consistent results every single week, then you're on the right track. Change nothing, only change when you stop seeing changes and only then make it small incremental changes. So I hope this episode has been useful for you. It is something very close to my heart. And I thought it was so important. I do talk about it a lot, but I'm so happy to be able to to devote an entire podcast episode to consistency because it really is the one thing that is killing your dreams in your body, in your business, in your life, for anything you want for yourself. You got to have patience. You got to have discipline and you got to have consistency more than anything else. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes. If you're listening to this before the 5th of November, 2019, we are running a competition currently. Anyone who leaves a review on any of the uh, the platforms, you know, Google Listen or or Spotify or iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast, if you leave us a review, we're going to choose, um, put all of the reviewers into a hat, choose one person to win a copy of the 18-month Sculpt and Shred program, which is launching October 22nd. Um, but the, um, the the whole program the whole launch is finishing on the 5th of November so that's when we're going to announce the winner so leave us a review on iTunes I'm, actually, I'm also going to start reading out some of the reviews every week as well so I really love connecting with you guys and the reviews so far have been absolutely phenomenal so definitely after you've listened to this if you enjoyed it leave me a review but don't leave me a shitty review okay leave me a nice review <laughs> if, you're, if you're like she talks total and her crap and I think that like she's like not useful to listen to just keep that to yourself no need to post that on, on, on iTunes but if it's a fine star you know kim is wonderful review that i totally want you to post that okay <laughs> i'm like leave an honest review but only if it's good um and listen guys this was awesome thank you so much for listening in and i will catch up with you next week for another episode of strong and sculpted have an absolutely amazing week bye for now